from Santa Barbara, California, The Timeless Voyager with Bruce Stephen Holmes. Talk radio for the new age. Interviews with well-established professionals in the fields of new age philosophy, holistic health care, energy healing, psychic phenomena, and extraterrestrial encounters. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes, The Timeless Voyager. With me today, Brad Steiger and Sherry Hansen Steiger. Brad is the author of many books, uh, and these titles are incredible titles, The Star People, The Fellowship, Ghosts Among Us. They sound like interesting movies. Um, <laughs> Let's hope so. I'd like to welcome both of you. Tell us a little bit about The Star People. Well, The Star People uh, is being interestingly, if I may say, that is being updated at this time, the whole concept. Uh, Sherry and I are completing a book almost as we speak called Starborn, The Pleiades Connection and the Fulfillment of Prophecy, which will tie together the people who have written, uh, we, in our seminars and lectures, the star people are those who feel they have a mission here. They also feel that not they, they didn't come from outer space, they are not aliens, but they have an alien heritage that perhaps eons ago through genetic engineering or panspermia, the essence, the spiritual essence of who they are came from another place. It isn't at all different really from Jesus saying, we are in this world, but not of this world. Hmm. And then we've had that nostalgia. We've always had that nostalgia of looking at the stars and almost all of us feeling that that's really where we came from. And now we find out that the very building blocks of life came from perhaps dust from outer space or microbes from outer space. Uh, Sir Francis Crick, who won the Nobel Prize for the isolation of DNA, is now one of those who says that the DNA gate is so narrow that it seems likely that we could have been seated here from another world. He did not win the Nobel Prize for that. He won the Nobel Prize <laughs> for isolating DNA. Right. I don't know what, well, they're not ready for bold that enough one yet. to say. Right. No, that, he, that is a bold statement. That is right. a bold statement. Um, I guess probably just a few questions that listeners would have. What are some of the uh, ways that a person can find out whether they are a star person or uh, what, are the, what are the characteristics or some of the characteristics? I know that there are a lot in your book. Um, if, if I may answer that, um, we are in the process now, and I, I promised uh, Desiree, your producer, that there would be a, a exclusive for you on this broadcast, okay. and, sh and Sherry will address that okay. in, in terms of the, the kind of program we're going to, right. to institute at this time. But to answer your question directly, the characteristics of those uh, who seem to have physical anomalies, and I think that's the safest thing to say, anomalies, because we don't know what they mean. Right. Uh, lower than normal body temperature, lower than normal blood pressure, uh, many people have an extra or transitional vertebrae. Uh, many people have RH negative type O blood, which again is a mystery. It's a mystery in, mm -hmm. uh, in the world of medicine uh, because it's not the rhesus uh, blood system that, that other people have. Hmm. Um, so these are things that scientists just, as with all anomalies, they say, uh, it doesn't fit the picture, so who cares? 
who cares or we find that for example with the rare blood type probably seven percent of the population at large is estimated extra transitional vertebrae one percent of the population now with the star people we have you see like uh, seventy percent with the extra vertebrae uh, forty percent with the unusual blood type ninety percent with the lower than normal body temperature and so forth so the percentiles you see are, are much higher but that to us is not the important thing. All One right. shouldn't focus on, gee, do I have an extra vertebrae? Right. The important thing is, are you a helper? Do you feel concerned about helping the Earth Mother and her children? That's what the star people are really about. The highest percentile until, we just did an analysis of an update of 20,000 questionnaires now wow. that have been filled out. Uh, Registered nurses were number one category. They slipped now to school teachers. So number one, uh, the largest number of star people responding are school teachers. Second would be registered nurses. Uh, third would be clergy people. Fourth would probably be new age counselors and so forth. Fifth would be psychiatrists. Medical doctors would probably be sixth. So you see, we're talking about um, a, a section of the population that is already devoted to helping people right. and service-oriented professionals. Now, I guess... As, as well a, as being housewives sure. and truck drivers well, and military personnel and yeah. law enforcement officers. Right. High percentage of law enforcement officers. So we're talking almost about the uh, standard Dharma type positions. Exactly. As opposed That's to being very computer good. programmers. That's or, very good. Dharma people. That's very good. Um, have to use that in the next. <laughs> <laughs> so the title of the new book. <laughs> A very interesting thing about that, if I might interject, sure. is that nearly all cultures and all people seem to have either a myth or they stayed a part of their, their belief system that they they came from the stars. Part of what we're speaking on tomorrow in our two-hour workshop will deal with the Native American, the Indian connection and link, and how so many of, of what their origins and their prophecies and how they blend and fit with UFO prophecies and they're about the same. Going back theologically to just the Bible in the Old Testament, there are so many accounts where if you really d dive into them and read them, whether it's Ezekiel's wheel or just from Genesis on, and really read it carefully, it, it, it really can't be taken too many other ways than visitors came. Right. And many cultures say that visitors from outer space taught them culture, the arts and how to plant and so on and so forth. So there really may be something to the panspermia. But also beyond that, there is that sense of knowing that they're going to return. Right. And that's a very interesting factor. We're going to come back to this. Um, the book, The Fellowship, what basically was that about for the uh, listening audience again? That uh, seems like an interesting title, and, and I didn't have a chance to read it, but I'm well aware of it. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a book that, thankfully, more and more people are becoming aware. It's a study that I began in 1967 of the people who claim to be in contact on a spiritual mental level with outer space beings. Um, Sherry served as the editor. Uh, she was uh, Dr. J. Ellen Hynek's manager and publicist 
He, of course, was the astronomer with the Air Force Project Blue Book. He's an astronomer from Northwestern University. So, and also with her theological background, she is a licensed and ordained Protestant minister. Uh, she was not always popular in seminary with some of the questions she asked because she started tuning in on these concepts there. You were the person everyone went to talk to at night, right? Not everyone. Not everyone. During the daytime, it was one thing, and at night you were the other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So this deals with that, Bruce. This, this deals with that spiritual communication, and we liken it really to um, to the prophets of the Old Testament, probably specifically, receiving this kind of divine fire of inspiration where they feel, and again, it's Ezekiel's wheel, sure. it's the spinning. Uh, people look at the UFO, it's almost like a mandala in the sky. They entered an altered state, they receive messages, and these are some of the messages that they've shared with people. And we've put them into different categories that deal with everything from earth changes to improving uh, your spiritual evolution. Something I'd like to add to that, in the fellowship, I wrote about an experience that I had before Brad and I ever met, actually, um, that's written up in one of the whole chapters, and which ties together with the previous Star People discussion that we just had. I had an experience that I, I never, you know, 10 years ago, if someone told me I was going to have that experience, I would say they were crazy. But so many people are having real experiences, real authentic things that, it, that are hard to separate. Did it really happen or is it in my mind? Um, and I had a so-called, it may be a contact experience. Back in 1973, I had a psychic reading. Again, out of seminary, I would never have gone to a psychic. I was still a little too traditional and old-fashioned to consider such a thing, but at the right moment, I did. And my reading, which was a trance reading in a, a very guided situation, it was the Association of Documentation and Enlightenment in Virginia Beach. And there was a, a medical doctor who supervised the entire reading, so that felt safe to me. The reading opened up by stating that I was not from this solar system, but came from beyond. And had that not been a tape, I don't know that I would have remembered it. It's one of those things that was just too spooky, too far sure. out. Yet, all of the information given in a long reading was quite accurate from a person who never had met me before and I was visiting from that place. The key point here is it, it telling me, essentially, I was a star person and connected some reasons that I came here for a purpose and a mission did something for me. It like did something to me inside that blended, you know, a, a series of missing parts together. And that's what I want to address with the announcement that Brad promised that I would make. Is that it's not a club, it's not an exclusive feeling, and it doesn't matter if people have or don't have a missing or transitional vertebrae or a lower than normal body temperature. Those things may be scientifically significant in the future, and it's interesting for, for gathering data. But the important thing really seems to be a sense of family. What people like myself, this sidetrack, way before Brad ever wrote the book, The Star People, this little group formed a group called the Star People Support Group because they were finding that there were a handful of readings after mine that came out 
that stated a similar thing, but different people were coming from, supposedly, according to the reading, different areas of the universe or galaxy with different missions. And they wanted to put that pattern together, and that's a, that was very interesting. Then in 1981, when Brad wrote the Star People book, of course, a lot of those people in 1973, like myself, were in that group, globbed onto that book and thought, wow. Well, what we find is happening is that almost every letter that comes in, there's that a feeling that people have of they either have a very traditional, rooted religious base in one, you know, they were raised Lutheran or they were raised Catholic, but basically very spiritual people but they don't seem to fit into a category, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like I myself being one, even though I went to Lutheran School of Theology, never felt like I could label myself Lutheran or label myself an Edgar Cayceyite, although I believed in a lot of the books that I was reading. So there's that that seems to be a very common denominator amongst quote-unquote people who write about the book Star People is they feel that somehow that magically this category called Star People makes them bring loose ends together in their life. You know? well, the other people then write and say, now that I have discovered this, thank you for, you know, I, I know I'm not crazy, there are others like mm -hmm. me, but now what can I do with it? Right. What, what direction can I have? What purpose can I have? Most people say that they, they didn't get any further than the first chapter. They broke up in tears hmm. in a sense of relief. Oh, thank God, I'm not so I'm not alone. Right. I'm not different. So, so that's, it's like this is like a support like a support group. So that's yeah. exactly what we want to announce. That that uh, I decided a, a while back. We were talking about what a significant need, but how time-consuming and what a great effort that would be. So we're in the process, the two of us, of organizing something where we'll let other people kind of in our book that is coming out, Starborn, right. the Pleiades Connection, fulfill, the Fulfillment of Prophecy, there will be more about it. But just exactly that, we're going to start and organize a star people search and support Star search. Group. Star people search. Star, star people search. search. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but again, we are not the great mama and papa. No okay. way. No this will be it's no a, religion. a material it's by which they can set up their support group, their development group, whatever, uh, receive certain materials from us, and then, you know, they're on their own, and, and God love them. This is something we're not keeping in control, only a right. supportive network. Well, that's nice. Um, let me digress or come back for a moment to another title, Ghosts Among Us. Now, uh, what is the purpose of writing a book called Ghosts Among Us? I, it sounds scary, certainly to some people. <laughs> uh, it's, those people who deny the existence of ghosts, it's not going to be that scary for, but anyone no. who even considers the idea and is afraid of them, this is... This is it. I mean, you've now nailed it down. What could they possibly do? <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I would never think of it as, uh -huh. as a scary book. I suppose there are some things, but then, of course... Well, you I've, wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I'm talking about the I've been title. interacting with this since, since I was a child. Right. But uh, they do recount, and, and I suppose the reason for writing a book like that is so many people in the course of doing ghost research 
I think of all the police officers who were along. I think of all the uh, real estate directors or custodians who did not accept the reality of the unseen world. Right. And the to see, let's say, a very fine police officer, and I say this with respect because some of my best friends are police and law enforcement officers, to see almost the culture shock register in the eyes of someone when a ghost materializes in front of him. The police manual doesn't cover this. He starts to reach for his police special. He knows that won't do any good, but yet that's the only course he knows. And then trying to explain afterwards, because some people go into complete shock. Other people make them demons. Other people make them angels. Some people uh, are totally frightened. Uh, disoriented. I suppose to, again, this is the reality, to encourage people, no, you aren't crazy. This is a part of what it is to be human, to have these experiences, to have these perceptions, to be able to tune in on these other, the greater reality, and then what to deal with it. I thought it was interesting, um, uh, Desiree mentioned the, the section where I deal with my children when we moved into a haunted house because this was disconcerting even if, if your father is a psychical researcher when it really comes at home and sitting down with them and working with them. Uh, it's fascinating now that the older daughter lives in, in Italy and uh, is having some experiences there and uh, Sherry again as, as, a, as a minister has been good at, and keeping kind of a strong uh, solid faith one thing that the, the ghost among us ends with, a caution, is don't try to communicate with that entity. Don't try to set up a, a uh, I don't know if everyone remembers the Topper series where the, right. the sure. sophisticated gay ghost that, that um, uh, this, this gentleman would interact with and it was all very humorous. George Mary and, and uh, what was the dog's name? Uh, I, well, I, whatever his name was. Whatever we his name was. Good trivia right. question. Right, right, good <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> I want to say Aster, but that was a thin man. So, um, at, at any rate, um, the point being, you don't know exactly with what you are in communication. Right. And that's where the tricksters and the pranksters and the deceivers can enter in. So there is a caution not to start channeling the ghost that you think is in your house because you can open yourself up to all kinds of things that you simply may not be prepared to deal with. So I mean there's a, there's a pragmatic reason Absolutely. why there's a separation. Absolutely. And if they ha somehow either come through or cross over the line, uh, it's, it, we're not supposed to be so uh, excited about it that we somehow start to fool with uh, nature. That's, that's Absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. So it does have those cautions. And I, I guess that's interesting. See, I thought I saw it as a pragmatic cautionary book, but I suppose if it's a little scary, that mm. won't that won't hurt the, well, the, the people reading it. The do. common thread and main point is that our belief is very strongly life continues, and what you do now is where you're going to go next, or whatever level mm -hmm. that might be. If it's a heaven or hell for some people, or if it's in my father's house, there are many mansions. But there, in our experience, there are so many earthbound. Spirits, and when Brad said that, that my ministry comes in, I think that being a minister has nothing to do with we all have the power to allow what we allow in our lives and in our thoughts. And if something is in our environment that doesn't belong there, it's just as simple as saying get out. I think we, I think we should add we both come from a Lutheran background where 
certainly the, the spiritual world is encouraged, but not contacting ghosts or right. entities. And I should say that we essentially, I had the experiences as a child. Hmm. I accepted the, uh, I went into psychical research really to prove my faith. Sherry, when she was first asked to work with what she thought was evil entities and so forth, again with her seminary and background, she didn't even really believe that there were such things as evil entities or, or demons. Those were figurative languages that they used in the Bible and now we say other words like dementia praecox or whatever. But then to find out that these things exist, they are real, and we must deal with them in a balanced, sensible way. A quick little story for fun. Uh, even if something appears like a top or a good ghost to people, good little story that might help and speak to some people listening. Uh, a class that I was teaching maybe 10 years ago on the East Coast, this, this man came to me and said that he had a friendly ghost in his home that would always pinch his butt as he would go to the bathroom. Yes, he would stand up to go to the bathroom. And I laughed. I said, oh, sure. He said, no, I know. It's, it's a female ghost. I know it's like a, a teenage girl, you know, a girl. I said, come on. And he was so convinced and so sure of it. So the more he kept telling me of its occurrence and it constantly happened to him when he would get up in the middle of the night, especially, and go pee. So I finally, after hearing him tell this about 10 times, I said, that, you know, if this is what is happening, it doesn't belong there. That's your house now. And I would, you know, I just want to throw out a comment. Maybe you could say, this is my house now. I surround you with light and guide right. you to a higher plane where you belong. He says, no, 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 I like it. Right. I wanted to stay here. I, was, I kind of like her pinching my okay, butt. So. I said, oh, okay. So months and months of with not, without seeing him, I heard telepathically or in that mysterious somehow something told me to pray for him and it felt stronger than I was capable of by myself when calling in prayer so I went and got a friend we joined hands in prayer and did a thing that then I was confirmed in running into him by accident the walls fell off his picture his bed shook and so uh -huh. on and so forth so good ghosts may appear to be so but not so always. Not, yeah, so what we're talking about more than good or bad is we're talking about an effect and then the fact that the effect can be compounded or amplified depending on what your, I guess, focusing ability is on that effect. Who, who you are is what you get in a lot of cases. Uh, I've been called in on, on situations where the, it, the haunting began rather benignly. By the time we got there, it was a raging poltergeist case because they were all fearful and screaming at so it. So they gave all the exactly. necessary uh, it feeding. It sucks it up and, like a sponge. It right. takes the energy. Um, let's see. Sherry, you have uh, co-authored a book now with Brad called The Teaching Power of Dreams. Right. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that one and, and when it will be released. That should be out any day, as a matter of fact, and we're hoping it'll be out now. Uh, that is a, a workbook, as a matter of fact. It's a very comprehensive study of dreams, and with very concrete in every single chapter, there is a place where there's a self-help place hmm. so that one can really dive in and understand the inner workings of how dreams can, the, the title is exactly that, The Teaching Power of Dreams. Um, that should be out within a week. Um, so. And what is the publisher on that book? Woodford. So if a person, what would be the purpose of having a book like that around? To study your own dreams or? 
both are friends. We were just talking Children. on the way uh, on the plane on the way over here. As a matter of fact, a few dreams and, and trying to understand them. Everyone dreams. You know, anyone who says they don't something they dream labs just find out remember. they do and just don't okay. remember. But uh, you know, Edgar Casey said there's nothing that does not happen to us in our lives that we first don't dream. I find that extremely interesting. If that's so, I don't think I'd want to know everything that's going to happen. But I've had got, I've had dreams save my life and save other people's lives, or be a guide, be a, a help right. host, or even lead me to things. And, it, and I think it's real important we learn how to. It's a it's a separate language that may be a strong communication from our inner self as well as beyond. Let's uh, just for a moment take the case of a person who has nightmares of some type, you're saying that no matter what the dream, there is an, uh, a teacher or some type of information in there that we are missing by becoming overwhelmed by the information we're receiving. Some dreams could just be about from a bad stomach ache okay. or eating the wrong food before you go to bed or right. watching horror movies. So. In the book, we deal with those mm -hmm. things, how to understand and understand what dreams mm -hmm. could be from what sources and what the input was. There, there are such detailed question errors, Bruce, in each of the chapters with each of the dreams that it helps people delineate and sort out okay. between the dreams mm -hmm. that are, you know, undigested. So this is a different format from the normal book, which is I'm telling you this, right. I'm telling you this. So this is kind of like I'm telling you something now, you can learn a little bit exactly. by, by... I think no one can really do their own dream and dream interpretation for someone else's. You can do it for yourself much okay. better. You know yourself better than anyone this else. This sounds like a great book. Um, you uh, have some new statistics. Uh, we, I guess we talked a little bit about this. I wanted to come back to the star people for a minute. I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to look over uh, some of the important uh, issues here. But coming back to the star people for a moment. I don't have to send that to you. That's part of the stuff oh, that's is that? in the, in the, in okay, the suitcase. Okay, great. Um, and <laughs> the, uh, as far as, as the uh, ghosts among us, uh, the fellowship, the star people. I noticed the underlying uh, theme seems to be at, at each stage that there is something to be learned, something to be understood, and something not to be afraid of or fearful of. It's almost like you're writing uh, information books, uh, handbooks for us as we move into a new age. Couldn't have said it better. That <laughs> they they hopefully will form that instructional, informational, and Perhaps not things to fear, but let's say always things to respect. We feel that all of this must be treated with respect and with balance. We did just co-author two other books we've just completed. One will be out in October called Hollywood and the Supernatural. Hollywood and the Supernatural? Right. And that's, we'll save that discussion for later when the book right. does come out. But that's, I think, looks like a real big book. And another one that, uh, seems from all the books that Brad has written, I think it's, it's to a lot of his fans may seem like a divergence, but we take it very seriously. It's a book that will be done by Berkeley, uh -huh. and it's on Satanism. Satanism. It's a quite serious study uh -huh. of Satanism, and we give a lot of helps and warnings and advice and a recount. Not pro. 
<laughs> now you're absolutely how, not how to guide how to Diego today, and this is uh, oh let's see uh, we're in uh, the end of May, so uh, where what is your itinerary like? Let's say for the summer, what different parts of the country will you be uh, hitting? We will be leading us our people guide to Peru trip. As a a Peru trip, that. all right. Mm -hmm. So people who are. Are, uh, who fall into the category of being star people all get together on a tour? Don't have to fall into the category, okay. but there are some fascinating, even new archaeological discoveries, as a matter of fact, in the Peru area, mm. where uh, they've uncovered some fascinating things. We'll be dealing with that. It's a 10 day trip. 10 days or two weeks? If someone was interested in that, how would they get in touch with you? Vision. Uh, yeah, travel is handling the tour. We can give you that information. All right, well, I want to thank both of you for being on the show. I know that you are really about ready to run over and start signing some books. Thank you, Sherry Hansen-Steiger and Brad Steiger for being on the show. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. This Wonderful. is Bruce Stephen Holmes with Timeless Voyager.
the light.